Hi there. I'm Michael Marvash, and this is The Dead Man's Forest, a weekly conversation about existence and meaning and how each of us has unique lessons to share with one another and with the world. I'm back up on the mountain today, and winter has just started to arrive. There's a little bit of snow on the ground, and all the birds have gone away or gone to sleep. I heard a couple warblings as I was walking out to the forest. There was one. But other than those, it is very quiet. I spent the last couple weeks editing up my conversation with Jason Young about his experience with how our worldviews help shape the world that we live in and the conclusions that he's come to about how we should try to live our lives in order to help create a world with which we have a more intimate and less perhaps dysfunctional relationship. I'll be talking a little bit more about that later. But first, since Thanksgiving was this past Thursday, an appropriate topic of conversation for today is gratitude. I just had a new roommate move in, and one of the things that he brought with him was a coffee grinder. Seems like a small, insignificant thing, but when I wake up in the mornings, I have found it really nice to grind up some fresh coffee to make myself a cup. And so I found myself one morning standing there using it and thinking, I'm really glad that we have this coffee grinder. And then I thought, when my roommate moves out, I could get another one of these. I could get one of these for myself. And I realized that that thought, that second thought, was not conducive to my sense of gratitude about being able to grind fresh coffee every morning. Because the coffee grinder came into my life. It was a, it was a gift. I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't planned for it. It just showed up one day and I got the benefits starting to use it. But I didn't own it. It didn't belong to me. And so when the time comes for it to go, it'll go. It'll break. Or as I said, my roommate will move out. And what I realized as I was standing there is if I plan on getting a replacement, then that coffee grinder is no longer a gift but something that I feel entitled to, something that I feel like I deserve to have. And what I realized right then was that that sense of entitlement is antithetical to gratitude. If we feel like we deserve something, if we feel like we're entitled to something, we get indignant when we don't have it, and we're merely merely satisfied or tolerant 
when we do have it. There's a little bird friend. And as I followed this train of thought, I realized that everything in our lives is a gift. Everything. Everything that we have that is in our lives was given to us by life, by the world. And everything that we have will at some point depart from us. It will break or we'll lose it or it will be stolen or we will give it away. Everything. All of the material possessions that we have someday we will not own anymore, whether that be in our lifetime or when we're gone. Our body will slowly fail us and someday when we die, we will no longer be in possession of it. Even our thoughts and memories, which are stored inside our brains, which are a part of our body, someday will be taken from us. Everything we have is simply on loan to us. And I think that idea that the people and things that fill our lives are simply gifts from the world or from those who love us or from ourselves to ourselves. But they are still gifts. They are still on loan and someday they will be taken from us. That idea allows us to simply stand and be grateful for the fact that we get to enjoy them for the time that they're here. We get to enjoy the coffee grinder. We get to enjoy our partner and our children. We get to enjoy the clothes we wear, the car we drive, and the place we live. We get to enjoy the food we eat. We get to enjoy the forest that we come sit in. But we don't deserve any of those things. We're not entitled to any of them. And I think therein lies true gratitude, a profound sense of it, that it seems to make life better. As I was thinking about talking about that in today's episode, it occurred to me that I speak from a place of privilege, that I am much more well-off than many people in this world, and that perhaps it is much easier for me to be thankful for all these wonderful conveniences that I have in my life. I'm talking about grinding coffee and other people are struggling to get enough food to survive. And so it was really important to me to acknowledge that, to acknowledge my privilege. And I don't know how to reconcile those two things. I don't know how to reconcile this idea that I feel is very important, that we be grateful for the things that we have because they've been given to us because it seems to be a dismissive response to people who don't have enough. I do not yet know how to resolve that. 
but I am sure that I will be exploring it more in conversations with my friends and family and in conversations with you here. The next stop on this train of thought I think did relate very closely back to my conversation with Jason. An important aspect of what he has come to know from his experiences on his vision fast and writing his thesis was about the relationship that we humans, or perhaps it's more accurate to say Western civilization, has with the world. Our collective societal belief seems to be that the world belongs to us, that we are its stewards and caretakers. And you can see how closely that relates to this idea of gratitude, of the fact that we don't own anything. It's all on loan to us. And the funny thing is that, that as Jason said, we are a quote by a person whose name I can't remember right now, that we are earth-walking. The very stuff that we're made of was loaned to us by the planet that we live on. We're made out of dirt, and that dirt has just been loaned to us for the duration of our lives. We stand it up and walk around with it and look about at ourselves and at the planet we find ourselves on. But we are a part of it, literally. We, we don't own it. If anything, it's the other way around. It owns us. And I, I think this sense of ownership we have in our Western capitalist society has really disfigured the relationship that we have with our planet. We exploit its resources to unreasonable extents, and we're seeing the effect on the environment when we do that. And then, instead of saying, oh, we'll stop doing that and we will return to this more functional relationship with the earth where we recognize the fact that we don't own it. Instead of that, we say, oh, we're going to reintroduce this species here. Or we're going to, as scientists have recently said, we are very close to being able to recreate species whose DNA we have. Bring back species that have gone extinct. We need to recycle and reduce and reuse. And the, the challenge is that all of those things, all of those programs, are really important. They're really important to slowing down the damage that we're doing to the environment that we are a part of. But at the same time, they still come from that misplaced belief that we own the world, that we can fix it, that we can put it back to its right way of being. And I think that is wrong. I think that is simply a misapprehension of our rightful relationship with the earth, which is that we belong to it. The fight that we're fighting to 
maintain a, a, a quality of environment sufficient for us to continue to exist. We are doing that for us. We're not doing it for the earth. And I think that is the, the inevitable end result of any relationship where you feel like you own the thing that you are relating to. If I am entitled to a coffee grinder, if I own a coffee grinder and have a perception of it that it's mine instead of just that it's on loan to me, then it exists for my benefit. It's not something that I get to use that I can be grateful for. It's just something that exists to serve me. This sense of ownership, it's like these things that I own are my slaves. They just exist to serve me and do what I want. And that seems, that seems immoral to me. And I think that sense of ownership, that, that idea in our culture that, that we have that we own the world, maybe it translates all the way down through all levels of our lives, smaller and smaller and smaller, because we don't own anything. It's all on loan to us. We have relationships with people and we feel like we own that relationship, like we own that person and that we can control their behavior. And, and we see so many examples of relationships where people are so angry at the other person's behavior because they're not behaving the way they want them to. Because they feel like they own that person, like they own their behavior. But all of us have our own autonomy. I don't know if I'll go so far as to say that we own ourselves, because I'm not so sure that we do. I think ourselves might be on loan to us, just like everything else is. But I think in any, in any sense of conflict or expectation, in any fight, there is a perception on the part of at least one person that they own something, that it's supposed to be a certain way. Instead of a a more accurate perception of that situation, which is that it's just happening. It's just, it's just something that's been given. I'm afraid that I don't have much more to say on this today. It seems to me to be a very important idea, and yet I haven't yet as closely examined the implications of it as I would like to. So as I said, in the, in the same way that I will be continuing to think about gratitude and privilege, I will continue to think about ownership and how it impacts our relationships with all things, with the world and with others and with ourselves and with the objects in our world. If you have any thoughts on that, I would really love to hear them because I think this might be the most important idea that has come out of the Dead Man's Forest yet. So with that, I'll wrap up. I suppose the one benefit of the winter weather is that I have some added incentive 
to keep my recordings short and to the point because I get a little chilly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for engaging with the ideas that come out of the Dead Man's Forest. I appreciate you being here. As always, if you want to speak up, do so at deadmansforest.org. There's a contact form right there at the bottom of the page. And until next week, when you will hear from my friend Patrick, bye-bye.